2: What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here. Today, we're joined by Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Emory, always good to see you. I was out of town last week. But JLC, Brinson, and Emery gave out preseason betting advice for week one. It's probably a little bit stale now, but make sure you tune in this Thursday for more of those likes and leans for week two of the preseason. Go ahead and hit subscribe on YouTube so that you don't miss it. Today, we're heading back back to the division total train choo-choo we're looking at the nfc east and west today before we get started guys uh lots of highs and lows of week one of the preseason brinson anything that stood out to you
0: yeah i mean i guess we probably shouldn't have given out the panthers team total over as one of our best bets but <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually think i don't think that we did do that but really? um we may, we may have liked carolina i can't i can't remember exactly i will say that uh one thing i think is worth remembering about that game and then we'll you know, specifically the offensive line, defensive line, the Jets played in the Hall of Fame game, and man, did they look sharper than the Panthers did. So, you know, let's think ahead to next year. Uh, you know, I mean, good luck with that. I can't think ahead to, to tomorrow, what I'm going to eat for lunch. But, like, you know, if thinking about it next year, teams that play in the Hall of Fame game may be a little more likely to look sharp um, than, than the teams that are going out for the first time. Specifically, like, the Jets, the Panthers' offensive line is is like profiles as a problem, at least what we saw. They had a separate meeting after the game. That's a big, big red flag when the coach is yelling at him, like, you, and everybody agrees they did a terrible job. Bryce Young got popped several times. I think he dropped back six times, took four hits maybe. Mm. Uh, I thought Bryce Young looked fine, but the offensive line concern, Jets' defensive line may just be a top five unit. Um, Russell Wilson in that offense. I thought his footwork looked lethargic. I thought he was uh, yeah. indecisive. It's early; I'm not going to jump to, you know, jump to judgment or whatever, or jump to a conclusion. But uh, definitely a oh, red flag there for me. It, jump away. And then um, I think Jordan Love and Justin Fields. I know Fields had co- short completions, but certainly you know, the, the guys around him make him much more interesting. And then Jordan Love, I thought, looked very comfortable in that role. Uh, to me, those two guys could really make the, the NFC North interesting this year if they take a step forward. Uh, Emery, any thoughts on uh, preseason week one?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to let these offensive line uh, coaches and everybody else off the hook. Um, everyone's yeah. talking about how there's a drop-off from starters to reserves in the offensive line. Yes, obviously. The reason why is because starting offensive lines have continuity, have cohesion yep. already. And so it's not that there's a significant drop off from your starter to a reserve. There is some drop off. But we look at these XFL, USFL lines. It shows you that no matter your, your, your you can have five Trent Williamses, Right. But if you have guys that have played together all throughout training camp, all throughout the season, they'll be better. And so we got to keep that in mind when we look at these preseason games. I'd be interested to see how many of these sacks and hits that came on, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Russell Wilson, all these quarterbacks, how many came off straight one-on-one rushes or twists and stunts? Yeah. If it's twists and stunts, then that will kill any lack of cohesion or you know continuity or communication because that's a communication position up front. So I'm not going to beat too much up on these offensive linemen um, uh, but I do know if you're not working with the same it's just like what we do. You know, if if I know your your speech pattern, I know when you're about to stop talking, yeah. I know where I could jump in. Um, but they folks online may seem like if you're not a starter in the NFL, you're garbage. But that's along the lines of those that just only watch. The NFL regular season
0: to, to that point, like the one of the first drawback for Bryce Young, eight yard completion to Adam Thielen thought he'd got the ball out quickly. That's going to be what Frank Reich's system is going to be. But he got absolutely drilled when making the throw and it was on a stunt. And you could see it like Icky Aquano, my boy from NC State, who's a great run blocker and still developing as a pass blocker, completely confused. And, like, that's the thing is, like, you don't know whether – you don't know what the opposing defense in the preseason is going to do. Are they going to be aggressive and blitz like the Cardinals did against the Broncos? Are they going to do these stunts and these twists? Are they going to be worried about putting stuff on, on film? Um, he got beat later on a on a low move by Bryce Huff. But, like, that the first one was just – it wasn't a sack, but it was a pure stunt. The Panthers were completely confused. And Icky, you could even tell, was apologizing to Bryce Young because Bryce Young popped on the helmet and was like, don't worry about it, dude. Uh, so, yeah, like, it the – the, the preseason, the reps, the training camp reps, these offensive lines will improve. They are always going to struggle early on, especially in week one.
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about who struggled O line wise, the 49ers. I mean, those backup O men looked awful yesterday. Trey Lance obviously struggled as well. He was out there for the entire first half. I feel like it's kind of a tough day for the uh, Trey Lance truthers out there. Mm. And again, nothing necessarily against him. But when you look at him versus Sam Darnold, and of course, Sam Darnold is going to look better. He has a lot more experience. Um, but what he had back to back, three and outs there. Then they started having him throw to the outside, some quick passes, building his confidence a little bit. He started to look a little bit better. And then and that uh, throw into the end zone that should have been an interception and then Dwelly went and picked it up I do think that Trey Lance will get better but it was concerning to see the backup o-line for the 49ers I think they have a lot to improve on
0: Sam Donald right. had Sam Donald had I mean Sam Donald has more attempts in the past two regular seasons than Trey Lance has since like middle school mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean like I am not even kidding I mean it's that's, just the, the nature very, of like you
2: know Sam Sorry, but that's where Sam Darnold kind of looked good, and that's where you expect Russell Wilson to to real to look. The really Russ thing good. So is concerning. I,
0: I, I think. I, I just thought. Yeah. It was, I thought like. I think that when I think about Drew Brees and dropping back and how he is it's not, it's not, it's not uh frantic, it, but it's like very, like sp- it's, it's rapid. It's very hyper kind of quick movement with his feet and, and very moving through his progressions as fast as possible. And Russ to me, and granted, the offensive line was not giving him any time, but his footwork just looked lethargic and he just didn't, you know, like I was expecting to see a clonish version of drew Brees back there in the pocket where he's popping around and, and he yeah. just sort of looked like he was still learning the offense, which you know, is, is a possibility. Um, They left him out there for four series and he got hit a lot.
2: Yeah. Which is something you definitely don't want to see uh, from him. All right, guys, let's, let's dive in. Let's try not to overreact to preseason uh, and dig into some of these win totals, starting with the NFC East. Every team in the NFC East will face every team in the AFC East and the NFC West. The Eagles can become the first NFC East team to win back-to-back division titles. Since they did it from uh, 2001 to 04 under Andy Reid, they can also become the first, or they are actually the first NFL team in history to increase their regular season win total by five-plus games in consecutive seasons. Emory, I know you that you're really high on the Eagles this year. Their win total, 11 and a half. Uh, that under actually favored to minus 130. If you look at their division win totals, that's at four and a half. That under heavily juiced to minus 220. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think they go over the division total of four and a half. I, I feel like they'll win five. If they lose one, it'll be to the Cowboys. I think they will lose one. Dallas just seems to be explosive on both sides of the ball. So for me, The Eagles can go five and one in the division. I think they go for 11 and a half wins as a whole. I don't see anyone else in that division outside of the Cowboys that's built to beat them um, with their run game or with their passing game. They have the two best quarterbacks in the division, Dallas and Philly. They have the two best defenses in the division, and they have the most athletic offensive skill players and uh, secondary players, back seven players. So these two teams are on a collision course, I think the Eagles do go over four and a half wins and they lose one to the Cowboys. So
0: if I'm taking anything with the Eagles, it's probably like... I'm, doing my, I'm writing up the wind total stuff for CBSSports.com uh, this week and next week. Just you know, I did it back in March, but then now, I mean, you know, like Lamar Jackson hadn't even signed. We didn't know. Lamar Jackson was like, might be traded for all we knew. And so you know, everything's changed. Joe burr's uh, gotten banged up, right? There's all kinds of different things that have happened that we, we need to reassess this. I think the Eagles number has gotten too high here at 11 and a half. And that is not to say that Philadelphia is not a good football team, right? Um, everything coalesced came together last year for them in terms of um, Jalen Hurts took a leap. They went six and one in one score games. And one of the ones, the one one score loss was with Gardner Minshew under center. I don't know which way you want to take that, but the game didn't really matter for them. They knew they'd get Jalen Hurts back. Um, Jalen Hurts took a massive step forward as a passer. They were third in the NFL, third lowest in terms of adjusted games, lost to injuries. So they were, they were lucky. They got a big leap forward. And they had a lack of injuries like some of that stuff is going to regress. The Eagles could win 11 games and then go win the Super Bowl. If they win 11 games, they're probably winning the division or, or, you know, at least certainly in the playoffs. Right. Um, I, I think when you just when you look at it, they go from having one of the easiest schedules, if not the easiest schedule in the NFL to having the hardest preseason schedule in the NFL. They're not a team that is flying under the radar. That is going to, you know, like nobody of like, Oh, the Eagles are coming to town. Well, we'll see if they play well. I mean, you know, they have a good opening stretch at new England, Minnesota at Tampa, Washington at home. And then at LA uh, before they head to the jets in, in, in week six, like that's a, they could easily start six zero, and, oh, and you'd be worried about this win total. But then they have all those division games against the Cowboys. They have at the Chiefs after their bye, the Bills at home, the Niners at home. Um, they got to go to Seattle. They have you know like there, there are there are a lot of wins on the schedule for sure. But I think if you talk about a team that lost their defensive coordinator and lost its offensive coordinator, had some you know some attrition in terms of personnel, but not really that bad. But was very fortunate with injuries and very fortunate in those close games. To me, I'm going to take the under here. It's not something I would want to go out and bet, but if I'm picking something for the Eagles, it's the under 11 and a half.
2: Yeah, I agree with Brenton on this one. Um, And basically for all the same reasons that you said, this is a great team and, you know, arguably the best, if not one of the best, if we're counting the 49ers, which you know I'm always going to do uh, in the entire NFC, this is a a, ten, a double-digit win team for sure. 10 wins, 11 wins. I do find a little bit of regression with this 13. Just because their schedule gets so much harder this year, and Brinson, you talk about they have 11 games, they could get back to the Super Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Only three teams in NFL history have come back after a loss and made it all the way back to the Super Bowl, so that trend, not working on their side as well and they did have quite a few losses on their defense in free agency and defense was a huge part of this team's success last year they had 70 sacks during the regular season and i know they went out and they got a bunch of georgia bulldogs but that may take a little bit of time um to to get back up there with all the big boys in the nfl i think this is a great team i think they get double digit wins um but i will lean on this under as well any rebuttal from you uh Emory, are we good to move Emery, on? Emery, you, see, it's a good seeing uh, the report. I see
0: <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> you ready. can see it. There.
3: It's a good report <laughs> right there. No, 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 yeah. no. You guys you got, I, I let you guys take out, but I will say this it's rare to see a team like Philly that had yeah. an awesome two deep get even better because people um remember this team went to the playoffs in 21, they went to the Super Bowl in 22, they got better in this offseason with their two within their two deep. We're talking about guys that may not even start And Kaylee Ringo, yeah. Carter. Uh, uh and Carter him. had
0: that move Carter- on uh in the preseason. Right, where,
3: where, yeah. right, viral. And then you look at the their backfield got significantly better. So it was addition by subtraction. And the defensive coordinator went over to the Cardinals was kind of yeah. the the reason why folks wanted him to get out of town because he mm-hmm. didn't blitz enough. And so right. I think you guys are sleeping on how good this personnel is. Um, but. I, I look,
0: hey, look. I think the roster I think the roster is loaded. I think it's a really good roster. And I think that sort of gets lost in the conversation too. Not to linger on the Eagles here, but like but when I say I'm taking the under 11 and a half? That's not me saying I think the Eagles are going to stink. You know, like they, like an Eagles fan's are like you can't take the under. How do you take the under? It's 11 and a half. Like 12 wins is hard to get to. There are, you know, there are accidental like NFL teams, bad NFL teams win six games accidentally because weird things happen with, as I like to say, an oblong-shaped inflated pig butt that bounces around in, 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 in weird ways. And so, like, the Eagle, I just think... I, I think it would be a... Sh- like, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to take another leap after losing his offensive coordinator. Even, the, you know, Sirianni's obviously very involved in the offense. Right. And he's got a great offensive line. He's got incredible weapons. Like, if he if he performs at at his level last year and doesn't like he could regress statistically and not get worse as a passer. That happens all the time. Patrick Mahomes had a better season his, his year after his MVP season as a passer, as a quarterback, but his statistics weren't as good. So like Jalen Hurts could regress, stay the same level of play, but you, you know, and the Eagles could win 11 games and have a great season. And it would be, it would hit the under and it would be like a disappointment, I guess, which is, it's just the nature of expectations in the
1: NFL.
2: Yeah, I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. I still think they can get to 11 wins. Yeah, it's just hard for me to take the over on this one. And yes, they lost both of their coordinators. I don't think anyone is too sad about Gannon leaving. But uh, but Steichen, I mean, you look at somebody even like Josh Allen when Brian Dable left um, and, you know, kind of the differences with his game there, throwing more interceptions. Not that I think this is going to happen with Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying Shane Steichen is a really big one to lose because I think he had a a pretty big hand in in how well Jalen Hurts um, progressed. All right, let's move on. To the Cowboys. They also have a high win total here at 10 with that over juice to minus 145. Under, you get some plus money at plus 125. Division wins three and a half, at one, minus 175 to the over. Emory, the Cowboys went eight and four in the regular season last year with Prescott under center, 12 and five total. They added Brandon Cooks at receiver, Stefan Gilmore at cornerback in free agency. Is this a double digit wins team?
3: Easily, they go over this number. I think they go over ten wins. Um, Folks like to think that only Dak Prescott's interceptions count. Um, Josh yeah. Allen's interceptions don't count. Herbert's interceptions and in fourth quarter interceptions don't count. But only Prescott's interceptions count. But Dak yeah. Prescott yeah. is a top eight quarterback, top five, and I and we can really debate that if you want to. But at least he's at worst he's eight. You know, but this guy has been outstanding for this Cowboys team. The question for the Cowboys is can they find a run game or run the ball when they want to? Because they got backs, but can they run it when they want to? That used to be the key with Ezekiel Elliott in his uh, prime. Hey, we can run it whenever we want to. But now you add Brandon Cooks, who, for whatever reason, just keeps getting traded, but always has over a 1,000 yards. That's going to open up things for C.D. Lamb. That's going to open up things for everyone else within that offense. And they finally learned to use Kevontae Turpin, uh, their kick mm-hmm. returner within the offensive attack. But defensively, getting Stefan Gilmore, you mentioned, Helps out immensely. He's still an elite player. He's not just a great cornerback in name only, but he's a great player st- still at that position, which opens things up now for Diggs to, to be a little bit more of a risk taker that he already is. They still have Micah Parsons as someone that's a, a, probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year, maybe even Defensive MVP. Um And I think they got better along the defensive line as well, bringing in Mazzie Smith. So for me, I like the Cowboys team. They're built to play well but it's still who's going to be the running back, who's going to be the guy they're going to lean on, and they still have a chance to really re-sign Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Sorry, Katie, go ahead.
2: Oh, that's okay. I was, well, one, um, yes, I I, I, be, I agree with you that this team on paper is stacked and should be very successful. It's interesting because the over was juiced to minus 170 and it's come down a bit. But for me, it's like bottom line, Dallas has not been able to sustain any kind of consistent success just as a franchise. I believe the last time that they reached the playoffs in three consecutive seasons was like in 94 through 96. I also just feel like they skate goated Kellen Moore quite a bit and I don't know can we really trust Mike McCarthy to call plays with this Texas coast offense uh, they've got a really difficult schedule the division is stacked 10 seems a little high for me I'm going to give them like a like a nine win season so I'm going to lean under here
0: so I, I think it's probably over or bust for me on the Cowboys just because like uh, you know, I talk about this a lot with the, the way that, you know, we, we get these wind totals in March now. I mean, it, it, people don't, I guess people don't know this, but it used to be like five years ago. If you like got you would maybe get some wind totals in May. Like after the draft, like like the, the actual physical sports books in Las Vegas would release win totals. And now there's a scramble to get those out there, right? Well, Caesars, re- you know, as recently as like, I guess, um, in the last month, had this at nine and a half juice to the over with minus 170. And now it's, you know, they're just reluctant to move the number because they don't want to open themselves up to being middled. It's just easier to slide the juice. And you see this bump up to 10 at minus 145. Um, the Zach Martin thing is concerning. Like, this is a guy who's going to make a bunch of money. But Jerry Jones, I think, came out on Saturday or Sunday, at least over the weekend during the, you know, at some point recently, and said that, like, he's like, no, he's getting, he's paid enough. We're not going to adjust his contract. I mean, if Zach Martin misses time, and, you know, you don't see these holdouts actually work, as I noted on Twitter on, on Sunday, because it's the new CBA has set it up that way. If Zach Martin actually missed time, the trickle down effect for this offense. Is, is pretty enormous and i don't know that the you know we talk about i want to ruin the damn ball killing chatelac scoreboard you're know, talking about that quote from mike mccarthy like <laughs> they were run heavy last year already uh mike yeah. mccarthy typically is you know passes the ball a lot when he you know when he's a play caller and i agree with emory that dak well, i don't agree that emory i love that emory gets like a likes to uh to pull a drive by on Justin Herbert whenever possible. But I do agree that like Dak Prescott <laughs> is is definitely underrated in terms of, in terms of where he slots out in the NFL by virtue of playing for the Cowboys. Um, this defense is going to be really good. Dan Quinn's orchestrated, I believe, a top 10 defense, maybe top five, every year that he's been there. It's he's he's bite he's he knows it's gonna be good. He came back to bite his time to pick a coaching job that he thinks he can win at, and he knows he'll keep getting looks because that Dallas defense is really good. To me, it all comes down to the offensive line and the health at running back. Now, running back, they got Deuce Vaughn who looked I thought it looked sharp in the preseason. The Darren Sproles comp is super easy, but what else are you gonna do with a Kansas State? He's a diminutive back with like pass catching skills and some twitch in the run game. You know, um, Malik Davis c- can be you know f- can be fine if like something happens to Tony Pollard. They could bring back. Ze- I hope. I hope. I would like their win total over more if they don't bring back Zeke Elliott because I- I'm worried that Jerry Jones forces cool. him in there. T- The offensive line with basically every team in the NFL is the big concern. If Zach Martin misses time, I would be scared to have this over at that juice. But for me, it's probably over or bust with the Cowboys just because you have the option to push at 10 and 7, which isn't that great. But it's a pretty good season. I mean, it's like it's not like the world's greatest season, right? But I mean, like it's a it's a it's a pretty good season, I think. I mean, you know, the Giants almost got there last year, nine, seven, and one. Can they repeat that? Let's take a break and we'll tell you.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Fight for something. First
2: play of the game to the last play of the game. One, two, three, two. Okay. And we've got two of the hottest hospitals.
1: This is big time college
2: ball. They're gonna come.
1: We're gonna come. Two big boys getting ready to play. Big Big. the of word here.
2: And here they come!
0: One of the big surprises in 2022: the New York Giants. Brian Dable coming over in his first year. Uh, Every referenced Josh Allen. Brian Dable leaves Josh Allen. He leads the league in turnovers. And, uh, and the Giants and, and Daniel Jones take a step forward probably not a coincidence their win total though despite going nine seven and one making the playoffs beating the uh, the Vikings in a matchup of the one score game one score game heroes uh the, the luck box teams uh and, and, and you know making it to the second round there over under seven and a half w- minus 120 to the under even money to the over their division win set at two and a half. Minus 120 to the over, minus 110 to the unders are basically even money there. Um, A lot of – Daniel Jones got paid this offseason. Saquon Barkley's unhappy. The Giants pretty – I mean, you could – it's not probably. They definitely botched the way that they could have handled that in terms of handing out the cash. Uh, But they have a good front office, a good coaching staff. They've made some good draft picks in the last two years, Emery. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Giants? I mean, Vegas is blatantly telling us they expect some regression across the board from New York this year
3: get what you asked for, get it because you asked for it. They asked for Daniel Jones to be the guy, and okay, you're going to get that, but you're also going to get a schedule that you could potentially be 2-8 and with or without Saquon (laughs) Barkley in those first 10 weeks. So, you know, for me, everyone made it about Daniel Jones, and he took a step forward with 15 touchdown passes in 2023 in an era where you could throw the football, rolling out of bed, and hit 15. And no one mentioned that. His best games, two came against the Vikings, one in the playoffs, and against the Indianapolis Colts, but they left him in the ball game to stat pad. Saquon Barkley is the straw that stirs his drink, and I wonder where the Giants are going to find explosive. Saquon Barkley is the one piece. They bring in down wow That's cool. That's awesome. That's an explosive player. And yet they do upgrade certain parts of the receiving core with Jalen Hyatt, with Paris Campbell, you know, with those guys. But you technically just upgraded twos and threes who's the number one if it's waller teams could bracket waller and force you to go outside who do you trust to beat someone's number one corner on the outside and that's going to be the question they're going to have to answer i think defensively Kayvon thibodeau is going to get double digit sacks this year i think he's going to be awesome he looks physically fit um being at training camp seeing him fill out his pads now he had those jim thorpe pads on (laughs) as a rookie He's like, he's like, man, he got to eat some more. But these rookies tend to <laughs> do that, and they gotta, they travel a lot during the draft process. But now, full offseason, the NFL waits. He's filled out his frame. He looks great in training camp. And I, I don't worry about their secondary. They, they're act, active around the football. Uh, Banks will be fine. But their offense just doesn't have the lack of explosive. And we saw this at times last year when teams said, you know what? We're just going to take Saquon Barkley away completely and make you beat us Daniel Jones in the passing game, and what happened? They they lost. And so I feel like that's going to happen again. This team maybe overachieved a little bit last year, which is great for them, helped the buy-in process, but I feel like this is an underplay easily.
2: Ah, Emery, Uh, and you've been you've been at Giants camp. Um, I know a few times uh, this this year. Look, there's a sophisticated thought in the chat. Thinks the the Giants are going 11 and six. I can't I can't go with you there with 11 and six. But I do think that this is an eight win team. I also like the value here at even money. I know there's a lot of question marks around Danny Dimes now that he got paid, but he did make massive strides uh, last year with Dable as head coach. You have to think that that continues to improve, especially he didn't really have any real receivers last year they added Darren Waller which I'm really excited to see what that connection is going to look like Then you got Paris Campbell and uh, Jameson Crowder you know they ended last season nine and seven which uh, maybe Emery you're saying was like a little bit of luck they advanced uh, to the playoffs for the first time in a while and you know last year their projected win total was only six and a half so I do think that this team will maybe have a little bit of regression but I like them to get at least eight wins so I lean over here
0: so I think I'm, I'm going to Pivot, um, despite what I said. Well, I said I was going to take the over and the division wins. But I, I, so my thing that I've said all last year, and I think that um, I need to stick by it because I do believe it, is that if you look at the 2017 Buffalo Bills, and that was Sean McDermott's first year, he came in and replaced um, Anthony Lynn, re- replaced Rex Ryan slash Anthony Lynn, right? And he takes over that team, and McDermott is an unknown in, on a you know northeastern team a defense you know he's a re- like a really good head coach now he's getting flack people are like oh sean mcdermott i don't know if this is the guy like dude look at his record at buffalo they've been te- you know they have been terrible since the 90s like this, keep this guy around Um, uh, they go nine and seven and were very much a outkick their coverage type of team they had uh you know their expected win loss was 6.4 uh wins right by based on uh the pythagorean theorem the points to point differential etc they won a bunch of one score games it was very clear that coaching made a huge huge difference in terms of how the bills performed well they go and draft josh allen the reality was they were not going to be like there was going to be some regression built in they went six and ten the next season and they finished third in the division they missed the playoffs but the optimism carrying over from that first year, plus the addition of um, of Josh Allen and, you know, he completed 52.8 percent of his passes as a rookie. Like they, we knew there'd be some struggles there, I think, really was kind of the setup for the Bills to you know the springboard for their success the last few years. And I think when you look at where did Brian Dable and Joe Shane come from? Right, they came from Buffalo. They it's a very very similar first year in New York to what we saw from the Bills and McDermott in in Buffalo. And so for me, I, I tend to think that when you look at this this giant team, we could see some regression in terms of their overall wins and where they win. Like they go like seven and ten, but everybody says, okay, Daniel Jones played really well. He just doesn't have any weapons there's a lot of young pieces on both sides of the ball that and they were in close games and the coaching looks really good where it's like you go seven and 10 and you still feel like you had a good season, even though you took a step back. Um, so I, I'm going to go over their two and a half wins in the division because I think there's a, some coaching mismatches there. The Sirianni a really good coach for sure. Ron Rivera is a, is a very good program manager. I don't know if he's a great coach. And I think we got some questions about how that offense will look. And, um, and then you know, um, in uh, you know, in, in Dallas, Mike McCarthy, like I'll take Brian Dable, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, or actually ten times out of ten. So I think we can steal three wins in this division. You split with everybody, and still maybe end up being a seven and ten team. Um, that you know. That will end up being, you know, like maybe not as good as as we think. So I will take the I will take the the Giants' win total division over win total in the division of two and a half, but we'll probably lean on the under uh, outside of the division. Washington, the uh, Commandos, the Commodores, or the Commanders, if you feel like <laughs> respecting their third name in five years, win total over. <laughs> Six and a half, <laughs> even money, under minus one twenty. Division win total over two and a half, plus one thirty. Um, they knocked off the Eagles, and they're under the the in, the undefeated Eagles ended up going eight eight and one. Emory, uh, Ron Rivera recently had some dumb comments that he walked back about Eric Bien-Aimé. Um Sam Howell looked I thought looked pretty good in his first preseason action, and they have enough on offense where like it's a very intriguing team. What are your thoughts on on Washington and that win total?
3: Yeah, the, a lot of times the call comes from inside the house, right? And it's so you got to watch <laughs> Rivera if you are that's a scream Arizona. reference, kids. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? So, but when you think about the, he's three, three, and one against any iteration of giant coaches during his time in Washington. So, Shermer, Judge, and Dayball, three, three, and one. So, he, he knows how to play well versus giant. They're the same exact team, very good defensive line, athletic group of linebackers, strong, solid secondary washington has better playmakers at wide receiver mclaurin um and and uh dotson and all those guys giants may have a better tight end giants definitely have better running backs i'm surprised washington ain't been in on the phone with zeke kareem hunt Fournette, any one of those dudes because right now they're just kind of average at running back quarterback could be in the same boat with daniel jones but when you factor in depth wise Jacoby Brissett, probably same with Tyrod Taylor at this juncture of his career. So it's about a push at the quarterback room. O line is a, you know, you could sell me on the Giants O line. I think they have better talent up front than Washington does. So I said a lot like to say. This is the same exact team as New York, different coat of paint, but better receivers. And I think better offensive coordinator um, to really make mm-hmm. the most of their weapons. And, and so he's going to find ways to get these guys to the football defensively. Chase Young, healthy. And you have Montez with yeah. on the opposite side with Allen and those guys on the in the middle. They cause problems. And so there's a reason why those giant games either come down to the wire or in the tie. This is the second time they've tied with, with uh the Giants before. So I like them to go over this number because I feel like them and the Giants will have the same seven and ten record this season it's going to be close. This is not
0: definitely not one I would bet because I think there's a chance that Sam Howell is a lot better than Vegas. And and the majority of people Mm. think and that B enemy can unlock some stuff with him. Terry McLaurin's a stud. Um, the, the defense could be top five in the NFL. And if it is, and the offensive line protects Howell, and he plays at a, like an average quarterback level, this team is going to contend for the division and like get involved in like eight nine wins, right? Or maybe not contend for the division, but like they'll contend for the playoffs. Yeah, I, in, in the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if we think the Eagles win eleven, I never know. Um, but like yeah. more than likely, like contend for a wild card spot late in the year. Probably not up there with Dallas and in, in, in Philadelphia. I've got the Brinson model has them going six and eleven. So I'm going to lean towards uh, probably, you know, end up like just staying away from this. Uh, but I think yeah. you could go commanders over division wins two and a half as well with the idea being this team is better than we think. And they really just have to hold serve. And we've seen them, as Emery said, like, you know, you can you know, they 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 hang they're going to hang with these division you know, opponents. I don't think we're going to see even Philly or Dallas just obliterate New York or, or Washington. I think there's enough there, coaching wise, personnel wise, where where those two teams uh, stick around. So, lean towards the under on the win total, but maybe go over on the division win total.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, one, I think they, they can compete within their division a lot more than people think that they can. I actually lean over here. I think this might be a seven win team. Um, I do like it at even money as well. I think when, it, when you look at their schedule, they get a little bit of a break compared to their competitors because they're not scheduled to play any Monday night football games and they don't have any teams coming off of a bye week. Um, so that's a little bit easier for them than say people when you look at the the Giants or the Eagles. Yes, they've got a gauntlet of opposing teams. Particularly at home, their home schedule is nasty and that back half of the season is really bad. But this defense, you know, finished top five in um EPA per play last year and was also first in defensive success rate while playing top 10 schedule of difficulty already when it comes to opposing offenses. So the O-line underachieved. And I think we've talked about this a lot already on this show, you know, but they also had a lot of health issues there. I believe they had 11 different starters, you've got to think with improved health, that O-line should improve in efficiency. And this defense is going to uh, get better, even though they have a tough schedule. I think that they're still going to be pretty strong uh, with that unit. And I also think that Sam Howell could surprise a lot of people here too. So at seven wins um, at even money, I'm going to take that as well. All right, guys, moving on to the NFC West, my favorite division. Every team in the NFC West will face every team from the AFC North and the NFC East. 49ers are seeking their second straight division title. Third consecutive trip to the conference championship. Their win total 10 and a half minus 160 to the over under plus 140 division wins at four and a half minus 150 to the under Uh, Emery. Right, well, we I already had you on Moxie Betz talk about this. I already know where you're leaning on this. You like this I mean, under.
3: Definitely, you Why? definitely know I'm leaning, Katie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, before
0: you before you answer, would you would you have actually had Emory on if you'd known he was going to take the under on the Niners, Katie? Would you <laughs> you have said? I, you I, were I, nine, I, nine? I
2: invited him on knowing that because I had seen him on HQ. I know, so I was like, oh, let me let me get this guy. On. You know, so we we had it out. We had a good. So,
0: uh, so you need some um, some anti-Niners, uh, anti-niners counter bias. On the podcast yes. is what
2: you need. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. It can't it can't be all, you know, rainbows. Sunshine and, and, and rainbows. And, yes. 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 We got to give a, we got to give the other side of it. So, all right. Give it to me. I mean, I've heard it before, but I'm ready for it again.
3: Well, I'll keep it simple this time because last time it, probably <laughs> was, it was too much for you to digest. So it was going to be <laughs> simply put, I don't trust Brock Purdy and not because oh, okay. I'm someone that believes in these you know, uh, EPOA, DVOA, CPD, NBC, SEC, whatever, right? I don't believe in all that, right? But I will say, it's something to where this guy should have had 48 interceptions last year. (laughs) I mean, the amount of drop picks guys on defense had. Granted, they don't count in the stat book. You like that he went out there, played with confidence, played free. What saved San Francisco is what people don't talk about Enough of they make it about Kyle Shanahan and his wizardry with quarterbacks, except Trey Lance and his wizardry with how making quarterbacks work, except Nick Mullins and all those guys like that. And you know what I'm saying? But he's got the, he's a big, beautiful football mind. But really, it's a the run game and defense. They don't want to talk about that. It's a run game and defense. And as oh, long they as you have that, that no, they no, nah, they they make it about the drawing up the plays as if inside outside zone ain't been around since 1946. You know what I'm saying? Like there's only so many ways you at some point you got to go forward, right? Only so many things you can do running the football. But I will say this run game and defense will always keep uh San Francisco there. They're long and athletic within a front seven. They're aggressive at the safety position. Cornerback position still worries me a bit. But as long as you're able to run the football and stop the mm-hmm. run, you're gonna win. You're gonna win games. So I like them winning 10 games because I feel like they get swept by Seattle. That's what I'm going under. Oof. So, I'm gonna take the
0: f- over. Uh, I wouldn't. I, th- I, wouldn't. I wouldn't pay the 160 because you get it at 145 minus 145 a draftkings. It was just 15 cents. Like, yeah. Yep. Shop around, people. Like, go get the go get the better price. Uh, I was trying to see what their odds for winning the division were. I'm assuming that they've spiked now, like higher than we want to mess around with. But
2: yeah. Oh, see, this is what I. W- this is
0: what I would do. I would take the Niners to win the division at minus 160, which you can find. Like, I would rather do that than take the over 10 and a half. Because yeah. you can yeah. win 10 games and win the division easily in a division that features a Rams team that was has not been inspiring all offseason, has a six and a half win total. I know I like, we'll talk about them in a minute, but like the Cardinals, the Rams, and then the Seahawks, who could regress. I, I would rather take the, I would rather pay the minus 160 to win the division, and you see that minus 145 at 10 and a half, um, than, to, than to do over 10 and a half wins at minus 160 which we saw in Caesars because if you if you if you lay the minus 160 at Caesars on the over 10 and a half wins and they win and they go 10 and 7 and win the division you will be very very upset with yourself. And like if they win 11 if they win 11 games they're going to win this division. So like you know what I'm saying like like doesn't that seem like a a much more reasonable like there's more outs to winning the division like they're not going to win 11 games and finish second in the division. If they do, then some, something weird has happened.
2: Seattle is like one thirteen. Yeah. Geno <laughs>
0: Smith's one MVP or like more Matthew Savage one MVP, right? So, I mean, oh, I think okay. that would that did, I'm just saying That Can't would be my either. that would be that would my that would be my bet is the the minus 160 to win the division um which you can find yeah. out there. And like I think, you know, when you when you the, the win thing is a quarterback issue, right? I mean, Brock Purdy yeah. to Emery's point, you know, he was on fire down the stretch, but I, we don't have a whole, I mean, he was the last guy taken in the draft for a reason. You know, this is like, he like the like, I liked him coming out. I liked him. His his junior year, I guess, at Iowa state. I uh, had him in like my first round mock, I think, along with like Jake Fromm or somebody, I don't know. First round mocks. We have pre- early first round mocks, you know, before you do them. Um, and it's like, but then Mr. Irrelevant and he played really well. Kyle Shannon didn't get the most of his quarterbacks. I feel like with that trio there, even with the preseason stuff you saw from Trey Lance, you can still feel pretty good about what he's got at the position. The the, the skill position guys are unbelievable. I mean, unicorns across the board. And then defensively, yeah, the back end maybe a few weaknesses, but as long as you know, Nick, as long as Nick Bosa is in there um, w- when the season starts, they will be fine. So I would like the Niners to win the division. Um, I would lean towards the over uh, ten and a half wins, but would prefer the, the cheaper juice there.
2: All right. Well, I mean, we say Brock Purdy's, you know, Mr. Relevant for a reason. What about Kurt Warner? All right. He was a, he was a walk on. He wasn't even drafted and he became, you know, not Tom one of the Brady. You times. may
0: have heard about him. Six
2: round pick may have heard about it as Yeah. So I think that. I hear everything that you guys are saying. And I do think that Brock Purdy is relatively unproven. He did come into the season. And he looked a lot better than let's say Trey Lance did coming out with the first couple games. He definitely has more experience. The 49ers went six and uh straight up against the NFC West last year. I think that they can do that again this year. It's possible. We split with Seattle. Emery, I know you're very high on Seattle, um, but they were also 10 and zero in the regular season when Christian McCaffrey was the starter. And Emery, you talk about the run game being the lifeline of this team. Um, I see a lot more of that with Christian McCaffrey. We all know I like him for offensive player of the year. I know that you like him over his rushing yards, Um, Emery. I agree with you, Brinson, though. If you're going to take a bet on the 49ers, there is more upside in taking them to win the division than the win total because it's just so hard to win double-digit games uh, per season. I definitely think this is at least uh, a 10-win team. Could be could be 11 could be 12 but yeah to take them to win the um the division is a lot
0: well, less, they they could, they could go ni- they could go 9 and 8 have everything go wrong at the quarterback position deal with a bunch of injuries and still win the division on a tie break and so you're you yep. you instead of, instead of paying the juice to get 10 and a half wins where you have to get 11 wins you can just bet them to win the division to me that seems like a much safer play
2: yeah. I just know that the, the 49ers believe in Brock Purdy, you know, and and yes, he did earn it by, you know, winning eight straight games in the regular season last year, or eight or seven and then nine total. I can't remember. But um, I just don't think that they would give him the keys if they really didn't think that he could be the guy. But that's neither here nor there. All right, let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. Their win total is nine with the under juice to minus one thirty, even money for the over. They have gone over the win total in four of the last five seasons uh but emery this year is three full games higher than where this line was set last season they have won nine plus games in 10 of their last 11 you're really high on seattle i know this is your pick to win the division so you're going over this i would presume
3: absolutely because what what happened last year with seattle was the fact that their defense was terrible they couldn't really stop anybody and it was basically a front plus the injuries that they suffered within the front seven that kind of hindered these guys. And he started a lot of youth at corner Kobe Bryant. Uh, then you had Trey uh, Woolen to Woolen, other corner, both rookies. Then you have on the other side, Charles Cross on one side. and You have the other rookie um, Lucas from Washington state, two rookie starting tackles. You're breaking in a new offensive quarterback, uh, another quarterback and Geno Smith who hit the ground running. But so now these guys are sophomores, so to speak, the tackles, the corners are now, you know, in their second year as well. You get back Bobby Wagner and whatever iteration of Bobby Wagner you think is out there. But him out there healthy is a big thing, along with yeah. Jordan Brooks. And they bring in Bush from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So for me, this defense got significantly better. And you get Jamal Adams back. And what iteration of Jamal Adams, or have long you may have him. Hopefully it's for the full season. But now you're able to run the football because you double down on Zach Charbonnet, Kenny McIntosh, along with Kenneth Walker. You have three excellent receivers, D.K. Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett, and the rookie Jackson Smith and But who's your third option. You have a solid option at tight end. Everything is pointing upwards for Seattle because they have the best secondary collectively in a division. You could make an argument for the receiving core. San francisco got better tight ends and fullbacks, so I guess you can give a slight edge there. Running back, you can give it to San Francisco, albeit off of one guy, but collectively depth-wise – Seattle may have that, and I think they have the best quarterback in the division in Geno Smith. He hadn't played a lot. His his career kind of – you guys talked about Kurt Warner and Tom Brady and Brock Purdy. How about <laughs> Warren Moon going up to the CFL yeah, for the first five years of his career winning five straight great cups before coming down to the NFL at 28 years old? So I think that's kind of how Geno Smith's career is starting to unfold where mm-hmm. he didn't play a lot early, but he still has a lot left in the tank. So I like them going over the summer easily.
0: Yeah, I think that the Seahawks, um, I had them. My pick here was the under uh, three and a half divisional wins. And this is not a bet. I mean, it is technically a bet against the Seahawks, but I I agree with Emery that the Seahawks are going to be better than people think. Like, okay, one, you have Pete Carroll, who's a like just. Became at some point a really underrated head coach. Like the dude just wins everywhere he goes. So pointed out like they won nine. Like their only time they didn't win nine games was when what like Russ collapsed. Uh, This is a team that has to be better defensively. And by the way, like they've kind of stunk the last five years on defense. So Pete, yeah, I'm saying I'm I'm hyping Pete up. May may want to have a defense as good uh, at some point. Um, And and this could be the year. Like Jamal Adams, a decent look for comeback player of the year. I think when you've got uh you know 80 to one shot and if he comes back and like leads him in sa- leads him in sacks um Gino I think it's I think last year is more replicable than people think I don't I don't think he's gonna have the exact season I think it probably you know scale back down uh, a, a little bit in terms of how he plays but he has the weapons there and then I think a huge thing is both Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet back a lot earlier than we thought uh at, at training camp and in the preseason Like they were like listed as both out indefinitely it was like oh man this is a problem um this obviously be really good. I'll take the under though on the division win totals because I think San Francisco. I think San Francisco will sweep them just because I think San Francisco is the better team. And then I, I think when you look at uh, Sean McVay, it, it, find a way to win one, and then it says, and, and like maybe the Cardinals steal one. It's just it's just like I think the division games will be a little bit closer than people think. And I don't think Seattle is going to obliterate anybody. Uh, so I'll take the under the division win totals, but I am a little bit higher on Seattle than than I think uh, maybe the general public.
2: I'm not I'm not down on Seattle at all. I just think this number is super sharp at nine. I do think this is like a nine win team. So instead, I'm going to look for them to make the playoffs at minus 120. They have what the best odds to win the entire conference and advance to the Super Bowl, then they should definitely at least get a wild card spot. So I think it's hard with Gino because he started out and he surprised everyone Then he kind of regressed a little bit. I don't know if that's because defenses figured him out a little bit more or what happened. So I'll be interested to see if he can take that step forward this year, but I have so much respect for him. I also think Seattle had a great draft, maybe not any of those flashy players up front, but in terms of depth, I think this is one of their stronger drafts that they've had in a very long time so i think that they're a nine win team so i'm going to lay off that but i definitely think that seattle will make the playoffs this year at minus 120 we're going to take a quick break watching pick six when we get back the nfc west the cardinals and the rams who will have the least amount of wins i got an idea who we're all thinking here we'll see in a sec.
3: Driving into the stadium, seeing everybody tailgating, I get that ready-to-go feeling. You know, to walk through the fan section over there and see that many people excited about football, so I'm really looking forward to it. You get away from football for a little bit and then you start missing and you get that itch again. For me, that first catch is everything. Once I get one catch, I'm in the zone. Getting back to football. <laughs> we can't wait. Can't wait. We can't wait. We can't wait.
2: Ah, we can't wait either. Regular season, September tenth. All right, guys, let's talk about the bottom of the division. The Cardinals, their win total is set to four and a half, minus one thirty to the under. They're also plus two twenty to have the worst regular season record they did have the third worst record last season four and 13 13 losses is tied for a franchise most in the history uh division wins just one and a half that over minus 140 though so uh, you know people think they can get at least two wins in division uh brinson are you still down on the cards yeah
0: yeah. I don't care what they did that they did to Russell Wilson and the Broncos in the preseason. Like they were blitzing their asses off. They were firing everybody at Russ. It's like kind of and like I think that the I think that the you know we like we had our, our buddy Johnny Johnny from uh, Phoenix Sports on for to do the all yeah. uh, all Cardinal the all thirty two Cardinals podcast and like I I do think like you can feel a little more optimism towards Arizona than maybe you felt like going into the draft or uh, even talking about like, you know, between the draft and, and the preseason when all we heard about was tanking, like there, you know, there's not an NFL coach in the history of the sport. I don't think unless they were also the GM and like, or like also the owner who would actually tank. There does no, there's no, Jonathan Gannon no good to try to lose football games. Like, it, you know, Monty Ossifort can want the top pick and he can think they might end up with it and he could want the top two picks, but Jonathan Gannon is not going to go out there and tank. Now, he might not win a lot of games because he's got bad personnel. So I'm going to take the under here at four and a half. Um, you know, Colt McCoy's frisky. They're going to, you know, it, it, you know, like whatever. They, they just don't have the weapons to, to be quiet. Um, the, okay.
2: Uh, yeah, he, well, he wants us to be quiet. He would like us to stop talking, but unfortunately. I would not recommend
0: tuning into a podcast if you want people to be quiet. <laughs>
2: yes. Because yeah. that is
0: literally what we're gonna do. I just think I'm gonna take the under here four and a half. Of course, you'd rather have the five and a half that was uh, available. We knew it was gonna sink down and 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 keep moving down. Four and four and you know, 15, four and thirteen. Excuse me, is terrible season. But I mean, like they could win th- if Kyler Murray comes back. This is gonna be a problem taking that. Um, I just think that they are. You look at these numbers and how we slot out worst regular season record. That is a huge discrepancy at the top between them and the Texans. So I'll take the under here four and a half wins.
2: Emory, oh <laughs> um,
3: yeah I'm yes. going over uh I'm gonna over. use the Bears oh. yeah I'm, I'm gonna use yeah. the Bears as a, as you know to make my case for the Cardinals right watching the Bears last year no one would have guessed they were a three-win team and there's a tweet that's out there okay. from uh you know, former Bears. Exactly. Oh, this Greg, is a hilarious tweet. He's like, yeah, There's, yeah, "What yeah. people think you are going to lose their last ten games, and they, and they, and they end up losing the last 10 games. You know, and, and Greg is Greg is a great dude. He's a funny dude. I like Greg Gabriel. But yeah, that's type like watching the Bears season. He didn't think that this team was going to win three games. And I said all that to say that the NFL is a is a professional league. So the car I said this before on HQ and everywhere that the Cardinals' defensive personnel is legit. I think they finally have Zabin Collins playing the right spot, and that's edge rusher. And so now when you factor him and what they drafted last year with Cameron Smith out of um, San Diego State, there is a lot to like about the Cardinals personnel. And Katie brought it up. If if and when Kyler Murray comes back, you know, on the back end of the schedule, you have a chance to pull off at least one or two upsets. Because there's some decent personnel on offense. The offensive line should be better. You got DJ Humphries on one side. You draft Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. I think the Cardinals have enough personnel to where they can be competitive and be successful to where they can get five wins. I think five is the number based off defense and getting Kyler Murray back in the end. So I'm a, I'm on the gamble on them winning one more game than this projected total. Although I can understand four being the yeah. number. I'm going five based on Kyle Murray coming back whenever he does, and they're playing competitive football because of their defense and Kyle Murray down the backstretch.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say that a team in the NFL is is not going to get five wins right when looking at the season although we saw several of them last year that didn't I just don't see them winning many games this year and I think basically what you both have said it all depends on when Kyler Murray comes back if this team starts off really bad and is losing games there's not a lot of motivation to bring Kyler Murray back maybe they let him you know rest and sit and whatever Um, but if they come out and they start winning then all of a sudden he can come back sooner Uh, I just think when you look at the division the Niners and the Seahawks um, are kind of like a two-headed beast here and will get those wins and even though I'm kind of down on the on the Rams they still have McVeigh. they still have Matt Stafford uh, I just think that the Cardinals might not win a game in their own division this year so instead I'm going to roll the dice the other way that they will have the worst regular season record at plus 220 um, because betting on this four and a half just isn't fun either way you don't want to sweat the four and a half and then you don't want to miss out and um, if they somehow get that as well so that's where I'm looking at uh, for the Cardinals. Moving on to the Rams. This is, uh, you know, we know that Brinson is a big Matt Stafford guy. They went 5-12 and 12 last season, failed to make the postseason, went 4-5 and five at home. They only had one game that they won on the road. And they went 3-9 and nine in the NFC, including just 1-5 and five in the NFC West. Their win total is 6.5, um, minus 120 to the under over at even money. Brinson, I know that you love the Rams here. Are you taking that over at even money?
0: Uh I'm going to pass on the full season over under although I mean like I don't know like I I, th- I am concerned about this offensive line. I'm concerned about a lot of offensive lines. We talked about that at the yeah. beginning of the show. Um there's reasonable reason to be concerned. Um I just firmly believe that Sean McVay is a really 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 good head coach. I mean, he's yeah. won a Super Bowl. He's been to two Super Bowls. Uh he's had one losing season. Matthew Stafford is going to the Hall of Fame in my opinion. Um we'll see. We'll see if, you know, I mean, I think he is. He's won a Super Bowl every, and I think he's a decent sleeper for MVP at like 50 to one. Now, is he going to win it? Probably not. Uh, The odds for the MVP have, have been condensed significantly, but they have enough stars on this team. And there's enough question marks in the division and in the conference where I think that they can bounce back a little bit. I don't know that they're going to bounce back and be a 10-win team again or even a 9-win team. But, dude, if if Cooper Cup getting hurt in the preseason, big concern. But Matthew Stafford is a top-tier quarterback, and Cooper Cup is one of the best offensive weapons in the league. And Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Like, he can single little carry a defense uh, if he is playing at an elite level. So – I'm going to take the division win win total at two and a half over, just hoping they can hold serve there, uh, knowing that you know Sean McVay has certain like all these head coaches in the NFC West tend to tend to like get the better of each other at at various times when you least expect it. So I'll uh, I'll take that over. Uh, I'm a little less confident in the Rams' win total over at six and a half than I than I was uh, previously.
2: Well, I, I have,
3: yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, you can go, Katie. I,
2: Oh, that's OK. Oh, I was just going to say I originally was going to go under on their win total, but I kind of like this over two and a half or in the division because you got to think they have two wins against the Cardinals for sure. And they can probably squeak potentially a win in um, with the Seahawks. And we do know, you know, the 49ers have beat them in the regular season. the Cards but- go
0: One in three against the other good one in three, the rest of the division like that's that's not that's not inconceivable.
2: It's not inconceivable. And at minus 110, like I actually, I, I don't hate that at all. I just feel like they've got their big stars. And then, you know, depth wise, it's a little concerning. And then when you look at someone like Matt Stafford, you know, is he going to play all season or do we see, you know, the other old man, Stenson Bennett, uh, get a, a start at some point uh, in this season. But that's, that's all I was going to say. Emory. what do you think?
3: Yeah, I'm going, I'm going under six and a half total wins. Um, I feel like they can get six for me because I, I love the, the talent collectively on the roster the youthful talent a problem is you have too much youth on both sides of the ball within there, are too deep on both sides of the ball there's a lot of green when you look at their depth chart right it means rookies so you're banking on a lot of youth growing up who's going to help rush the passer opposite of Aaron Donald are we even I mean I know we'll trust Matthew Stafford I don't um <laughs> I feel like you know, Old like Justin
0: he, Herbert is what you would call him, yeah, I believe.
3: Exactly, like Motor City Herbert, right? You know, so <laughs> um, I just feel like with with with, especially coming off of an injury, we've seen this from Stafford before. I feel like he kind of got what he needed to to he want what he wanted. He wanted that Super Bowl. He, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't retire after that. Um, but he came back, but got injured, and he takes a lot of sacks. He throws a lot of bad interceptions, a lot of red zone interceptions too. Um, I worry about their run game. We'll talk about it. I worry about their offensive line as well. But you like the youthful pieces. But, man, banking on those guys to grow up and and play collectively is going to be tough. But I go under six and a half. I've said this before. I think we'll see Stetson Bennett start some games uh, because he gives them a little bit more pop, especially in their rollout game, their waggle game, all that stuff like that.
2: Emery, was it you or you, Brinson, that called Stafford Beach Bod Stafford?
3: That was me. I called him. I called Herbert Beachpod Stafford. Beach Pod Stafford. Yeah. Beach by yeah. Stafford. You know, because uh, Herbert was number one in throwing fourth quarter yes. interceptions in the first three years of his career. Um, that's impressive. And who else was? Carl was in that mix, too. And, you know, Saints fans are going to be for a rude awakening when the fourth quarter comes down in the Superdome.
2: Okay. Um, all
0: right. Yep. There's no Matthew Stafford slander in this chat in this podcast this is a matthew stafford podcast
2: it is not it is it is 50 percent <laughs> matthew stafford uh, i mean, I, can't, I, I came
0: out i came out and propped up stafford as like a hall of Famer before he won the super bowl everyone got real mad about me the people were talking about it i like it's one of those things that goes you know, viral where it's like a talking point on like every espn show and like coward or whatever and then he goes out and validates for the super
2: bowl stafford for life <laughs> Stafford for life. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for our show today for the NFC East and the NFC West. Make sure you join us tomorrow for more NFC win total coverage. I am out, but Brinson will be holding it down with Brady Quinn and Lige Dusable tomorrow. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube page. And if you're listening to the audio version only, download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. Emery, thanks for joining us today. Brinson, always a pleasure. We'll see y'all later.
0: Thanks, Emery.